0: What's up guys, welcome to the Dialogic Podcast. Couple of different things this week. First of all, I decided to go ahead and jump into the video. Now, I know this setup is nothing worthy of uh, Peter McKinnon. It's not even worthy of Casey Neistat, both of whom I entirely adore. And actually, I love these men. These men have taught me a lot. They've inspired me a lot. Love to meet them someday but this is a very simple setup. I just have an iPhone going here, but I wanted to give you a little chance to see some of me. And I'll be honest also, sitting in the corner here. This is an homage to one of my favorite podcasters, Chris Delia Congratulations Podcast. You should check it out. Join the cult, become a baby. Maybe you can rise up the ranks and become an elder. So when you all go to the log cabin in the woods and wear the white linen, you're going to be happy. Now, today's episode is about trolling. And first of all, I just wanted to say, uh, thank you to Tumbleweed Thomas and Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing for unofficially sponsoring this podcast. She and they don't know about it yet. And that's kind of the nature of trolling. But I do social media for Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing <clears throat> for my sister. Oh my gosh, this is, this is my favorite beer right now. And just because my sister's brewery created it means nothing. This really is my favorite beer right now. And you know, I don't drink a lot. I have two beers a day. Maybe that's a lot. I don't know what you think, but I don't think that's a lot. Anyways, that's all I drink. Two beers a day. Pretty much never more. Sometimes less. Sometimes I only have one. Sometimes, I usually only have one. At at the least, you know. I mean, come on. This is life. You gotta live it. But I... Am not kidding when I say this is my favorite beer. So good job, Taylor Bluebellin 7 on Instagram for coming up with a winning recipe. And Randall, Randraw on Instagram. I'll put their their links in the bio notes of the YouTube. The podcast, etc. So you can follow them and see what kind of magical things they're up to. But yeah, this is just. Oh, it's the best juicy beer in the game right now. And it's all organic. Something I believe deeply in. Now that. Is a beer. So today's episode, now that I got those little preambles out of the way, today's episode is about trolling. Trolling is one of the major phenomena of the digital age. Now what is a troll? How do you respond to trolls? Are they good? Are they bad? What does it mean? First of all, I think you have to acknowledge that our president is a troll. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm not saying that to be negative towards the president. I'm not saying that to be negative about trolling. First of all, let me make that clear. Now, there are lots of things about the president that I don't agree with, but I'm not here to judge anyone. You know, I think that what it takes to be a president of this country is such a strange mixture of things. And honestly, I don't think any of them are really that great. Now, there were a lot of things I loved about Obama. I'll be honest, when Obama was elected, I cried. Why? Because I know that we have so much racism in this country. I mean, this country, it just is what it is. There's a lot of racism. Growing up as a kid, I loved hip hop. The first album I ever bought was Beastie Boys, then run DMC. I was a little b-boy. I loved hip-hop. Guess what? I still do. That means that I have experienced firsthand what a weird, racist place this can be. But that's not really the topic of this podcast. The topic is trolling. And love him or hate him. And like I said, I'm not here to judge him. I hate racism. So I definitely, I'm not fond of the racist remarks at all. I think it's deplorable. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not saying he's deplorable. And that's a huge distinction. But I think racism is deplorable. You know, and I think that was the big mistake that Hillary Clinton made. Well, just probably, you know, that was one of them. I mean, honestly, I think we can all agree that Bernie Sanders should have been president. Can't we all agree that? I mean, come on. The guy had way better ideas. But, uh... Probably Robert Mueller is the guy who cost Hillary the election. But anyway, I'm not getting too into the politics here now. We can talk about politics later. I'm not afraid to talk about politics. I think politics are important. But right now, I want to get to the topic of trolling. And so the deplorable racism aside, you know, policies like building a wall that I entirely disagree with, with all of my heart. That's not the topic of this podcast. This podcast is about trolling, and our president is a troll. Now, that's how he won. He is a Twitter troll. He hasn't stopped, he still trolls. He trolls us every day. I read his tweets. That's how I know he's a troll. And again, this is just by the definition of what a troll is. I mean, he's trolling the media. He's trolling other countries. He's trolling us all. And he's doing it brilliantly. Like, that is something we have to admit. Love him or hate him, you have to admit he is a highly skilled troll. Maybe the only other person as good at trolling as Donald Trump is Takashi69. I mean, let's be honest. Those two, if ever they got together, who knows what they could come up with. They are two peas in a pot. If you don't know who Takashi69 is, he's the hottest rapper in the world, according to him. <laughs> but he is probably one of the most entertaining figures in hip hop right now. And I don't think there's too many people who could argue with that if they're actually following what's going on with the guy, because he's funny, he's scary, he's gangster. He has, literally, he has rainbow troll hair, like, like the little figurines, you know, those little guys? They made a movie about it, Justin Timberlake was in the movie, my daughter loves the movie. He's got that kind of hair, like a troll. Well, the funny thing is, if you consider that movie, you have to understand that trolls are actually the good guys. It's the Bergens who want to eat the trolls who are the bad guys. I don't know if this metaphor extends into real life. I'm not saying trolls are the good guys. But I am saying we ought to think a little bit more critically about what trolling is, how to deal with trolls, and why they exist, what their purpose is, when we should be trolls, what it means to be a troll, etc. That's all I'm saying. You know, and sometimes I see <laughs> my friends on Facebook posting about how they don't like Facebook and what would we be doing if we weren't on Facebook? Would we be sitting by the fire? That'd be cool. But you know what? Be cool if we lived in caves, too. I mean, if there was a solar flare, lightning storm, yeah, go live in the cave. But you know what, right now, we have this amazing technology where people can communicate from Tokyo to Santa Cruz. You can put a filter on your Instagram story that's Tokyo style. I mean, this is the best time in history to be alive so far. I wouldn't trade for any other time. That's partly because I'm an artist, so of course I like social media, of course I like the internet, because it gives me all the tools that I love to use. You know, I can paint, I can draw, I can take photographs, I can make videos, I can do podcasts, I can write, I can leave comments on people's interesting posts, I can connect with other artists. Why wouldn't I love this time? It's the greatest time in all of history to be an artist, period, point blank. And in some ways, I feel like people who are reticent about the internet, about social media, it's kind of the same as like when the printing press came out and there were books People, I'm sure at that time, were like, oh, look at all these people just staring at that book. They're not in touch with reality. Do they think that reading that book is going to help them to feed their family? Do they think that reading that book is is really going to be good for them? What a waste of time just sitting there staring into this world that doesn't exist. Don't you know that books aren't real? That's what I think was going on. Now, the internet is different than books. There are a lot of potentially terrifying things that can happen due to the internet. Matrix kind of stuff, you know? I don't know, you know, I think we gotta look into what Larry Page and all those boys are up to and Facebook and Zuckerberg and, you know, we gotta hold them accountable. But we shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be afraid of the technology of communication. I mean, the technology we should be afraid of is the technology of war. You know, and uh, don't get me wrong, I mean, books have always been useful for war. Books have also been useful for peace. It just depends on what we do with the tools, folks. That's what I'm trying to say. But trolling is part of the internet age. It's part of what people do on the internet. And how we respond to trolling is an interesting question. How is the best way to respond to trolls? So I'm gonna look at three different approaches and try and formulate what I think to be the best one what I think is the right way to deal with the situation. So first of all, let's define what trolling is. So trolling can be done, somebody could troll on their own account by posting deliberately inflammatory, provocative material that they know is going to get a rise out of people, it's going to be provocative, it's gonna get a response. Saying something racist because you think it's going to get under people's skin. You know, it's like the Pepe the Frog phenomenon. You know, if some of those people are real racists and they are expressing their true belief, and that is terrifying. Because we have a history of of awful, terrible racialized violence. And that's nothing to joke about, it's nothing lighthearted. It's very, very serious. People are suffering today because of the racism that exists in our country. I would never joke about that. I think that's awful. But I also think that a lot of the people who are posting that kind of stuff are doing it just because they think that's the best way to get attention. And so, you know, it's kind of sad. But The other form of trolling is when people jump on your account and they say things that have nothing to do with what you posted, but they're trying to get attention to what they want to talk about. it happens in all different forms, you know. So say you put up a post on Instagram and one of the most common forms of trolling is done by robots. You know, people set up these automated trolls. And so all of a sudden, someone will show up on your page. And they'll say, Hey, I love your account. Great photos. Check mine out. Or follow this person. And nobody looked at your page. It's just a robot leaving random comments based on a hashtag that you left. That happens. And it's pretty easy to recognize though, because Well, for one thing, if you just respond back and you go, oh, Rad, which photo do you like the most? Crickets, you know, they're not really there. They're these sneaky little trolls. And so those are the two main forms of trolling. People who post super inflammatory content on their own platform, or not their own platform, but their own accounts, whether that be YouTube videos, Facebook posts, Instagram posts, Tweet tweet Tweeter, <laughs> Twitter accounts, you know if they tweet ridiculous things to try and get attention. Or people who try to disrupt other people's content to divert attention away from them and bring it to their own space. Now It is well known that trolling is actually a PSYOP. Governments use trolls. Governments hire tons of trolls and I'm not just talking about the Russians. Probably every major government in the world has hired a a whole gang of trolls to go interrupt peoples conversations to shift the focus away from things that they don't want to be talked about and just to disrupt that whole flow I used to really not like that word disrupt because being so close to Silicon Valley it's like it's become so overused everyone says disrupt disrupt this disrupt that and honestly I think it's it's just overused but that really does represent trolling and that's one of the major tactics that people use on the internet individuals use it governments use it i'm sure businesses do it too we have no idea who's behind the trolling sometimes so could be anybody and this is far from a conspiracy theorist idea this is just straight up simple documented facts and like i said our president is the most powerful troll in the world. He used trolling to attain the most powerful position in the world. Well, I mean, there may be other equivalent positions, Angela Merkel's, the being the prime minister of Germany, I don't know, I mean, they're all kind of similar and, you know, there may be people who have much more power. I'm not trying to make any sort of definitive statement about that, but I'm just saying, isn't it amazing that trolling is such an effective tactic that Donald Trump actually won the presidency through trolling? Okay, so now hopefully I've kind of articulated the basics of what a troll is. It's somebody who posts inflammatory comment on their own account, or somebody who goes to another account and with their comments tries to dictate take away attention from whatever is going on there and divert it to a different direction that they want people to be interested in. Now the question is, how do we deal with trolls? What's the best way to deal with trolls? And I would say there are basically three approaches. One, this is the one that's most widely suggested, this is what most people would say, is do not feed the trolls. Because trolls are looking for attention, as soon as you recognize a troll, sometimes the best thing in certain cases for certain accounts, the best thing to do is just to ban that person. Delete the comment, stop the trolling before it gets the ball rolling. And for a lot of businesses, for a lot of individuals, that's the safest bet by far. You know, either that, you just ignore it or, or delete them, ban them, block them. Don't let them do it. Don't let trolling happen on your account. And I think because that's the safest bet, it's a smart one. You can't really go wrong with that. But... It's not the most productive one. You know, there are other things that you can do with trolls that maybe are better. Better for you, better for the troll, better for people who are following, better in general. Okay, now the second thing that you can do is roast the troll. Go Bergen on the troll, eat the troll. Now this would be exemplified by people like Erica Badu who is known to go ahead and flame a troll, roast a troll, put a troll on a skewer and turn it over the fire till it's nice and toasty and then just oh, 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 oh. devour the troll. Erica Badu, one of the most soulful queens of hip hop, likes to roast trolls. If you don't Believe me, just look at her Instagram. She will respond to trolls. Now, the other person famous for this is Chris D'Elia. I mentioned him earlier for his Congratulations podcast, but if you look at him on Twitter, if you look at him on Instagram, this is one of the things that he loves to do. And when he roasts a troll, he calls serving them up a grand slam, and it is hilarious it is super funny and i love his explanation for it because he says you know people always try and discourage him from doing it they tell him hey you're better than that and he says no i'm not better than that i'm exactly that good and i love that attitude i love that approach i think it's so funny and it's it's hilarious because it kind of makes you want to troll (laughs) because You know, you're going to get some funny, funny response, if anything. And I guess probably the most famous example of him roasting a troll was his, his confrontation or his back and forth with Logan Paul. And actually this one started out with Chris D'Elia trolling Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul said something about him posting a video and that it was going to be important. And Chris D'Elias replied to him and said, it's not important. And then they went back and forth, you know. And so if you wanna follow that whole story because it it is the epitome of how to roast a troll. It's the best example we've had yet of Troll Roasting. You could take a look at the H3, what is it, the H3H3 H3 podcast, interviewing Chris D'Elia. Now that is a great podcast. Really smart guys. Ethan and his beautiful wife, Ilya, they're two funny, thoughtful, remarkable people. And their interview with Chris D'Elia is worth listening to again and again. And uh, that is a hilarious moment in the history of trolling. It's just super funny. Bravo, Chris Not only are you one of my favorite podcasters, one of my favorite stand-up comics, but I love the way you handle trolls. Now, the other great example of roasting trolls, Wendy's, Wendy's, social media manager responds to trolls in the funniest way like i'm trying to think if you can google this too wendy's roasting trolls i'm sure you'll find articles about it you know you might have to do a a more nuanced google search than that but probably not that'll probably get you there because like uh the one example I can think is somebody was commenting on how International House of Pancakes had changed to International House of Burgers. And so they trolled Wendy's Twitter saying, Wendy's are you worried about the new competition with the I the International House of Burgers? And Wendy's responded something like, They couldn't even manage pancakes. So we're gonna worry about what they do with burgers. You know, just a funny jab, a funny dig. And to me, that is a really interesting way of dealing with trolls because it makes it fun. You know, it takes away the seriousness of it. It turns it into comedy. And the the only way it works, the only way it actually works is if it's funny. If you're just mean to trolls and you roast them out of the meanness of your heart and you're bad spirited about it, that's that's not productive. That's just mean. I mean, because let's be honest, trolls are people too. They've got feelings and they're probably just doing it because they feel lonely and they didn't listen to Possessed by Paul James' great album, There Will Be Nights When I'm Lonely. So they hadn't really embraced that loneliness they hadn't realized what a powerful thing it is to be lonely and so they never got over being lonely instead they took to twitter and they started trolling people you know bless their souls these are people who need help they don't need to be hurt but when you engage with them like wendy's does or crystalia does it makes it fun it makes it funny it makes it lighthearted. then people will actually try to troll those accounts just to see what kind of response they'll get and that is actually a really great tactic because it drives engagement to your account now more people want to look at what you're going to how you're going to respond what are you going to do you know and I think that most everybody can agree that anybody who's moderating any sort of account, whether it's your own or it's a business that you're working with, there is a line, there's a line that can't be crossed. And that line is what is loosely defined as hate speech. You know, and I know that's very controversial right now, especially since YouTube and Apple banned Alex Jones for what they deemed to be hate speech. So, it's always going to be a subjective evaluation. It's going to be a subjective judgment. But there are some things that are said that are just so malicious that it's really hard to find a funny way to respond to them. So, in some cases, I entirely understand banning. I think that that is appropriate for some people in certain circumstances. Now, with Big platforms like Apple, like YouTube, I don't know that that's appropriate. That's an ongoing debate. That's a discussion to be had. And a lot of people are having that discussion right now. You know, when is it appropriate to censor people? What is the definition of hate speech? You know, we have the First Amendment, but it doesn't cover hate speech. So that's something that we all should be talking about because our right to... Free speech is essential to who we are as people, who we are as a culture. And it's one of the ways that we lead by example in a positive way. <clears throat> but when it comes to people trolling your page, your account, that's something you just have to determine for yourself. Where's your line? When do people cross it, how do, you, how do you deal with it? But if you're looking for more engagement, if you're looking to get more people to check your page, you might try roasting a troll. And I mean that in the sense of like, stand-up comics perform roasts on celebrities where they make fun of them, but it's in good, good spirits, it's good natured, so it's not to be taken seriously. That is the second tactic. That's the second approach. And I think that that one can work really well, but you have to be funny. If you don't have that sense of humor, or as Chris says it, if you're not on that wavelength, it's not going to work. So you might want to go to the first tactic of don't feed the trolls. Now, the third approach, and I think that this is the best approach. I think it's the most powerful approach. So I think it should be done whenever possible. And I haven't done this yet. This is something I'm just now deciding to do. And that is to really try to engage the troll and to understand them and to help them. And the only person I know who really, 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 really does this is Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, and Gary Vaynerchuk is kind of amazing. Now he he's seriously amazing. I definitely recommend paying attention to Gary Vaynerchuk because he's one of the prophets of our culture. I don't think there's any way to deny it. The man has foresight as my good old, dear departed friend Barney would say foreskin for foresight the guy is a visionary he's able to see what's coming and he's a prophet of goodness now this is a, such an interesting thing because he's also you know you could you could mistake him as being kind of like a slick he's an entrepreneur he's a businessman and he is savvy Everything he does has a purpose, and he is trying to make money. But more than that, I I believe that he really is trying to leave a legacy. And the legacy he wants to leave is a legacy of kindness and goodness and doing the right thing. So what Gary V says he does, first of all, he, he reads all the comments that people leave on his YouTube channel videos on his Instagram, on his Facebook. I don't know if he can read all of them because he's got millions and millions of followers and he gets thousands and thousands of comments a day. But he spends a lot of time every day reading comments and replying to them. And his method of dealing with trolls is to ask them what's going on with them. Where are they coming from? And Gary Vee is also... He is an apostle of non-judgment. He doesn't think it's his place to judge people. He tries to actually understand people. And that's amazing. You know, if we have more people trying to understand where other people are coming from, I think that that could really, really make a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. So those are the three ways to deal with trolling on your social media accounts on businesses social media accounts either you have a policy where you say we do not feed the trolls any comment that is intended to detract from our message we're going to delete we're going to ban that person the second method is to roast the trolls have fun with teasing them, making fun of them, you know, I mean, it's pretty easy to do in most cases, because a lot of times, somebody who comes on your page and trolls, they've got like three followers, they don't have a profile image, you know, they're, or it's Pepe the Frog, and you know, there's something really sad about it, but if you can find a clever, humorous way to poke fun at them, the goal is to make them smile to make the people who are paying attention to your account smile and to let everyone know that you're paying attention and that you're going, you're willing to engage you're not above it you're there right there in the muck but you're doing it kind of like as a bodhisattva of humor you're you're like this monk of of, of the funny of the funny bone you're a funny bone monk the third way is to actually genuinely engage with these people to try to see where they're coming from to see if you can offer them some help you know trolling is often a cry for help you know it's because of some sort of inadequacy it's some sort of Insufficiency is some sort of attempt to make up for something. So if you can, try to try to get through to them. So obviously the first approach doesn't really require a lot of skill or technique. You just identify the troll, erase the trolling. Don't feed the trolls. For a lot of businesses, a lot of people, that's going to be the go-to route. The second response requires a great deal of skill because you have to be funny. If you roast a troll and it's not funny, then you've just failed, and you've just kind of bludgeoned a troll, and it's kind of bloody, and it's not cool. But, I mean, you might try it, and you might make a mistake, and that might be the result, and then you erase it because you realize you couldn't do it, so you go back to don't feed the trolls. The third approach requires a great deal of patience and empathy. You have to actually try to see where this person is coming from. And that is probably the hardest. That requires the greatest emotional intelligence. And I think it's worth a try though. You know, you might you might experiment with that too. You might say okay, the next time somebody comes on my page and trolls, I'm going to Try to see where they're coming from so that's uh that's kind of my exploration of what trolling is and how we deal with trolls and uh i'm going to take a quick break so i can get my second beer ready and i'm going to continue by looking at (coughs) some of my favorite trolls. Okay, peace. Okay, I'm back. Got another good old brewski. Ooh, eat. Oh, oh it's so delicious. I wish you could taste this right now, but you know what? Just go to Santa Cruz Mountain Brewing and get one for yourself. So good. Okay, so the last section of this episode was breaking down what the phenomenon of trolling is and how to deal with trolls. You know, so now I wanted to talk about some of the trolls out there who are doing it so well, why it's so interesting and and what it is. you know like I said earlier, I think that the two biggest trolls, the two best trolls are President Trump and Takashi 69. So let me explain that a little bit more. President Trump, I mean it's pretty obvious what he does on Twitter, you know, it's just inflammatory. He's he's the version of troll who, he's not going on other people's accounts and trolling them. He's just posting things that he knows are going to get a rise out of people. And why does he do that? He does it because it gets people's attention. And he understands what Gary V calls the economy of attention. Whoever has the most eyes on them wins. And like I said, love it or hate it, you can't deny the power of it. So when people all of a sudden say they don't like Twitter because Trump used Twitter to get to the White House. I think that they're really missing out. I think that they are missing the point. And they're waving the white flag and they're calling for defeat. And they're saying, we don't want to win. I think it's crazy. You know, and I don't want to judge them, but that's just... not the most intelligent response, I don't think. I think a more intelligent response would be to really to try to engage with Trump. Too many people are, are taking the second approach with Trump and they're just trying to roast him, but it's too easy. That is way too easy to point out his quirks and foibles, you know, to talk about his hair, right? I mean, it is ironic that Takashi 69 and Donald Trump both have troll-like hair. It's really bizarre when you think about it. But... does that take away from the power that they've attained? No. It's just made us talk about them more. And like I said, it's the economy of attention. They've gotten attention that way. So I really think... the best way... the only two approaches that really work are either to ignore the trolls or to engage with them, to empathize with them, to see where they're coming from, to try to understand them, and through actually understanding them as humans and feeling for their plight, because we all have a plight. We all have a saga of emotion and hurt and feeling. That's what it is to be human. Nobody's exempt from that. So really, you can find empathy for anyone. I mean, even the most horrible people on the planet who have done the most destruction and harm, you can find empathy for them. But it's an incredible challenge. And it's super hard empathize with somebody who's attacking you and with somebody who has more power than you and i entirely understand why so many people can't do that and i don't blame them at all i get it i totally understand you know there are vulnerable communities in this country whose lives and destinies are affected by Donald Trump's trolling. And I think that's sad. That's not good. That's <clears throat> That's a problem. So I don't know if that could be expected of them or or what. But I do think the more people who try to empathize with these trolls, the less power they'll really have. You know, I mean when when people attack Donald Trump when they roast him, when they insult him, do they not realize they're just adding fuel to the fire? The only way to disarm the man is to ignore him or to empathize with him. You know, to take some of the things he says seriously and to try to see where he's coming from. I don't want this to come across as though I'm supporting him or not supporting him. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's like we're in a plane and he's the pilot and so it kind of doesn't make sense to hope that he fails because he's flying the plane. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you get on a plane, it's scary, right? I mean, you're, you're incredible distance above the earth going at a very fast speed. And you have to trust the pilot. Now, if the pilot is trolling you and saying some wild shit, it's understandable to be freaked out. I get it. I don't blame people for being freaked out. It's scary. But does that help? No. You're in the plane. You're in the air. If we crash, we crash. That's it. I mean, you might pray for surviving the plane crash, but are you going to? you don't think so. It's not something you want to bet on. I mean, the best thing is to hope that he lands this plane and then we can get another pilot. If, If you don't like Donald Trump and what he's doing. I mean, it's not like we can just kick him off the plane, give him a parachute, say adios, and then we're going to try and land this thing by ourselves. No, my friends. We have to see this thing through. We got to stay stay the course as they say. That's a cliché expression, but I mean, in this case it really is is apt. But okay. The second troll I want to talk about is Takashi 69. If you haven't followed this young man, He is an innovator of this whole new genre of music that's, people are calling it punk hip hop. You know, and it's kind of like when Nirvana first came out and people didn't know how to take that and it seemed so aggressive and angry. And what was this new style? People were dressing in this way that, you know, it's like coming out of the 80s where people were wearing Latigra, button-up polos and pastel colors and Miami Vice wannabe people look, looking like, you know, chasing the lifestyles of the rich and famous vibe. All of a sudden, this guy is just wearing flannels and clearly doesn't care how he looks. Beautiful man, could have, you know. Imagine if Kurt Cobain. Had like really gotten into fashion. What a weird world that would be, right? But no, he was—he was who he was, and he was basically punk rock in his spirit, and he—he he revolutionized music. Now the same thing is happening with Takashi Six Nine, and a lot of people don't get it. And if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Some people still don't like Nirvana. I get that. You know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. But you can't deny that the young man is doing something different. And that alone is worth paying attention to. But even more than the music, which I do think is good, I do think there's an energy to the music that is powerful. I think that he... I just thought I saw a spider right up there. I don't think it is a spider though, but I think that Takashi 69 has tapped into an energy and it's because he's having fun. You know, there's something about art. There's something about music that a lot of people fall victim to when they start doing it for money. They forget it's fun. And that's the best part about it. You know, it's like that spirit of fun. That's why we like it. That's why we're drawn to it. That's what makes us feel good. You know, you don't want to, I mean, even in the, the case of Kurt Cobain, who was obviously depressed, you know, and that whole scene was really kind of a depressing scene, but it was like these guys, you know, it's like blues musicians. They were turning this pain into something beautiful and they love doing it. They have fun making music. takashi 69 loves what he's doing. He doesn't give two cents for what other people think about him. He makes music because he loves music. Now he also is a super savvy marketer in that he pulls these incredible stunts. I mean, these stunts that are, you can't even believe he's doing it. Like, I guess the main troll that he does is calling out other rappers and saying that they lack courage and they lack realism, that they're faking the funk and then he'll travel to their town. He'll make videos in their neighborhood. And this is in a culture so steeped in violence, with so many real repercussions that when he pulls these stunts, you can't help but watch because you think he's gonna get murdered and he's laughing about it. He's laughing about the fact that everyone thinks he's going to be murdered and he doesn't care. Wow, what a troll. What an unbelievable troll. And again, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I'm saying that with awe. Like, what? I mean, skateboarders are some of my favorite people in the world. I love skateboarding. I love the spirit of skateboarding, the style that comes with it, the risk. You know, and it's the same kind of thing that Takashi has where he's doing these things that if your average person attempted them, it would end in about 15 seconds. They wouldn't make it past the first obstacle. They would break their neck. But he's doing it with this casual calm it's like like the picture of barney when he's surfing this huge wave of mavericks and he's doing this casual soul arch like do 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 just surfing a little wave big wave little wave whatever just a wave meanwhile there's this dragon of watery death behind him just waiting to chew him up and throw him into the rocks and hold him down for two waves and just suck the life right out of him It's that spirit of nonchalance in the face of total catastrophe that you can't help but watch. You can't help but admire in some way. I mean, whether it's crazy or courage or both, you gotta pay attention. It's something you can't turn your eyes away from. And Takashi is the master of that. So anyways, going to call it a night. Uh, But I've been wanting to address the topic of trolling because it's something I think is a huge part of our culture. It's not going to go away any more than social media is going to go away. So we might as well think about it together and figure out ways to deal with this. So remember, when it comes to trolls, three main approaches. One, don't Feed the trolls. Let them go. Just delete, ban, keep them off your feed. Keep your space troll free. Easiest approach, safest approach, most conservative approach. Nothing wrong with that. Second, roast the troll. This requires a great deal of skill because you have to do so in a way that... It's funny. If you're not funny, if you can't find the sense of humor in your response, if you actually are feeling upset at the troll, you're mad at them, you're coming from a place of anger or negative emotion, go back to method one. But if you understand the troll is just trying to get attention, but I can use the troll, to my advantage, and it's actually going to give me more attention. I'm going to out-troll the troll in a funny way. Number two, roast the troll. Number three, this is the most humanitarian. This is the most evolved. This is, like I said, I'm not trying to judge, but this is my evaluation. I think that's the most productive beautiful thing to do is to actually engage with the troll and to see what's going on in their life why are they lashing out in this way what is going on with them see if you can get through to them empathize with the troll be like Gary V and uh those are your three three ways of dealing with trolls so you know it's uh it's a weird world out there on the on the web on the interwebs, so be careful, be safe. Figure out how you're gonna deal with the trolls, and just keep putting up great content. You know, keep expressing yourself. Don't be afraid to use technology to your advantage. You know, it's everyone is an artist, everyone's a marketer, everyone's an actor, but try to just you know do it in a way that feels good to you. At the end of the day, you have to lay down on your pillow and be happy with who you are, what you've done, how you've lived. So as long as you can do that, you know, that's that's huge. So peace out. Thanks for listening. Love to all my listeners. This has been another episode of the Dialogic Podcast. Till next time, peace.